thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. 20 to 8, and as you know that this is the time where we start to look at some of the stories that may not, in fact, be on the mainstream of the media, but are stories that we think um, we need to tease apart a little and think about a little harder. Professor Alex van den Heever is of the University of Witwatersrand, and he has spoken out against the National Health Insurance Bill, the NHI Bill, on a variety of reasons. But perhaps what's particularly interesting is how Professor van den Heever talks to the issue of terminology. How do we use the language to say something different to what is really being said? Critical for all of us, critical to think about as we move into an election year as well. Prof. Fandenhiever, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. So, Prof, I had the fortune of listening to a presentation you did a while back. And what struck me was um, at the um, initial parts of the um, discussion, you spoke about terminology and how terminology is being used to sell the National Health Insurance Bill through a diversity of terms that may or may not be appropriate. And this was what I wanted to, if I may, talk to you about and hoped that you could break down what was being said and what uh, that really meant. <clears throat> yeah, the, the, uh, in, in essence, in discussions like this, where you've got um, terminology that's used in a sort of confusing way, um, it's, uh, it, it often is, it can be constructed in order to create confidence in something that shouldn't be there. And also to, uh, uh, to, to, assume, to create, uh, certainly the way it's been used in the discussions on NHI, to, uh, to create the impression that many other countries are doing what we're doing when they're not. So let's start with that. And let's, um, I've, got, I've got the list of some of the terms that you've brought out. And you've, you've, you've described the difference between state health service and public health service. And then you've also broken down the terms service and system. So let's start with state health service and um, public health service. Yeah, so this is just a, a term to understand maybe important distinctions uh, that we have around publicly arranged <clears throat> um, sort of goods and services that are provided. So what I'd refer to as a state health service is essentially one where the members of the executive directly control or are in a position to sort of influence and drive a particular organization that's providing services. While a public health service is one which is it does not do that. It can be created through statute and established to operate in the interests of the public, but it is uh, operated as an autonomous organization, but with the public interest uh, uh, embedded into it through the way the statutes are defined. So the what we have to a large extent in South Africa in pretty much all of our services are state health services. Um, they're actually run by the public administrations which are heavily influenced by um, essentially members of the executive. Our, our state administrators, state administrations are not uh, protected from the undue influence of, uh, of people who are in ministerial positions or uh, at the provincial level, members of the executive or at the municipal level. They're in an enormously strong position of power to appoint and to influence procurement processes indirectly through appointment processes, uh, which uh, then have an impact on the overall performance and leadership functions of those organizations. 
So public health services would be ones which are designed to operate in the interests of the public, not in the interests of uh, political appointments. So so for, for clarity for myself, when we have our Minister of Finance saying that we are going to move into even greater austerity, does that then mean that um, that would then impact the state health service as opposed to a public health service which might be different, differentiated um, through who is funding it, etc.? Well, austerity uh, would actually, depending on how they uh, derive their revenue, would be impacted by austerity no matter what. The the difference between the two is really how they are operated and run on a day-to-day basis. Uh, But what one can say is that what appears to be the case with the austerity is the origin of the austerity, which is um, essentially very bloated administrations with uh, that ha- where a lot of people have been appointed who shouldn't be there. And they're essentially funds which should be used for uh, actual services. And this is now causing a massive strain on public finances. Now, uh, again, if I had to sort of uh, make a distinction, in if you were designing um, your autonomous uh, public organizations that are not subject to inappropriate influence, that wouldn't be the outcome. They would be focused and their governance and accountability structures would be uh, is d- specifically designed to be uh, accountable to the public in some sort of both either direct or indirect way. But it would not be one where the uh, accountability was concentrated in the hands <clears throat> of a member of the executive. So when you talk about service versus system, what do you mean by that? So um, so we often, people would refer to the sort of National Health Service in the United Kingdom, for instance. But in fact, it's a, a system. So a system is not a, a service as such. A system is an overriding approach to, uh, 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 to run some structure uh, and in which it has many kind of... Uh, 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 um, sort of autonomous structures within it yes. that allow it to run. So a system is uh, is a much wider governing framework for um, for a health system. So when one talks about a national a health health service, as in the United Kingdom, it is in fact a, a system. Um, your service is what you deliver at the end of the day. And so the distinction is we in in the South African context, just to make it clear, is we would be talking about an overriding system for the health system, whether or not it's public or private, they form part of a, a, a system with many subsystems. So a system is really a an overall institutional framework uh, that in the case of uh, a, a health system that has, uh, has a, a public value objective. In other words, it is meant to deliver um, access to healthcare as, a, as an outcome. So very often people would refer to a, a service either very narrowly or in the case of a national health service, it, they would refer to what appears to be a particular typology and approach to to a, a design of a system. So that's just those are just points of clarity when when people use these terms. So, Prof, are we saying then that universal health coverage is a system, but uh, national health insurance is a service? Well, uh, not quite. I would say that national health insurance. Uh, universal health coverage is an objective. Okay. National health insurance, as used, is actually an approach. It's a, it's a specific way of delivering universal health coverage. 
that the way in which people have used the terms is as if they're synonymous. Yeah. That uh, uh, national health insurance is universal health coverage. That is not the case. Universal health coverage is a goal. And yeah. uh, it's a goal that you use uh, as part of designing your overall system. And yeah. uh, your system can incorporate public, private, regulated markets. Uh, it can include uh, how you govern provincial departments, is specifically down to how you might have accountability structures designed to create well-performing hospitals. All of those are part of a universal health coverage uh, um, uh, goal. But yeah. national health insurance, as used, is uh, is a particular proposal on how to deliver it. So, I mean, what's what I suppose what's interesting about this is that we kind of have the sense that we're being sold a un universal health coverage, which is what everybody wants. I mean, it's a, as you say, it's a, it's a it's a critical goal. But in fact, that is not what is in fact being sold. No, it's not. It's so what's being first of all, what is being argued very often in very, very um, uh, opaque language is that national health insurance is universal health coverage. And if we don't have national health insurance, we don't have universal health coverage. This is really not true. Yeah. We effectively have. Uh, so universal health coverage really refers to systems which eliminate um, uh, any group from having to pay out of pocket for uh, for healthcare services. So this would include um, people who have inadequate incomes, but also people who have adequate incomes who might want to contribute toward their own healthcare. But if they don't have access to insurance, they don't have access to healthcare. So it is a responsibility of government to then sort out how you uh, are able to either access insurance or access uh, a free service and, and a subsidized service. In South Africa, our levels of out-of-pocket expenditure are relatively low. Yeah. Uh, by international standards, because people are either covered on medical schemes or they access free cover through the state. And uh, but we don't have. So this is why using the term universal health coverage is not helpful as part of an entry point for a reform in South Africa, because technically the ILO and uh, the WHO, et cetera, would define and would already categorize South Africa as having universal health coverage. But we don't have an adequate health system. Our system has many weaknesses and the quality of care is one of them that is being delivered and the productivity of the what is delivered through our health systems is is uh, is is in question but you will access you will not face catastrophic out of pocket expenses if you are on a medical scheme a lot of them will be covered um and uh in the case of people with access to free services many people pay out of pocket for gp visits on the private sector but still use the public system for everything else still those expenses are not catastrophic so where you need to have oncology treatment or surgery or something like that in south africa you will uh, invariably access that service uh what but what we're seeing though is that there is a uh, access that service for free uh, but what we are seeing declines in the quality of that access in the state. And that's largely because of um, uh, the design of the governance framework for the public system, which is allowing extensive corruption to essentially eat away at the finances uh, and the available resources of the state health services. So this is so we need to correct also the private sector, which is very overpriced. Over, it's extremely yeah. expensive and increasing systematically in cost. And we had a five-year health market inquiry, which uh, looked into those, made specific recommendations, and it looks like the Department of Health hasn't even read the document.
Right. Well, so when we get told we have um, a, a a national, not a national, like I, I'm just going through, just finding my my notes again. When we get told that we have a um, universal health coverage, and that's what they're working towards. In fact, that's not what they're working towards, but in fact, it's more uh, specific with regards to a national health insurance, is what you're saying. They have a definition and understanding that what they mean by national health insurance is a single payer that covers everybody's essential health care, no matter what your income. And uh, and they're saying that that is their proposal to achieve universal health coverage. So I go back again. We, yeah. we technically have universal health coverage. That's not our objective. Our objective needs to be to improve the quality of our universal health coverage approach and uh, not to replace it. But the, um, the problem with the proposal uh, as it stands is that it's is it is it's is that it is technically because it is a specific proposal on how to achieve it it, it argues that it has to replace our existing health system with a single payer system it's completely different it completely replaces the provincial way of uh, financing and running health services and it replaces the private sector way of financing and running health services and creates a third system. And it's saying this we need to do because this is the only way to achieve universal health coverage. But one of the problems with the idea is that it also proposes to massively increase taxes in order to fund this consolidation. And what is contradictory about that is normally you increase taxes. This is when you now understand what universal health coverage is. Many countries have gaps in the universal health coverage model. They have a vulnerable group of people who don't have access to either private or public services for one or other reason. And so you find a way to actually close that gap and you might increase taxes to cover an uncovered group. These proposals for national health insurance the lion's share of the tax increase is to fund people who are already covered. This is what's very odd. And this is the contradiction that gets created when you completely ignore the fact that we already have a degree of, we have a, a substantial universal health coverage system not working perfectly. But we don't need to raise taxes to cover an uncovered group. They're raising taxes to cover medical scheme members. And this, this is an absolute absurdity in the proposal. Um, both systems, public and private, need to be improved, need yeah. better regulation, need a governance framework. And, and it's not that these are just being saying as, saying as loose terms. There are uh, extensive uh, investigations into this and proposals on how to achieve this. And government basically has completely ignored it in, in this case in, in relation to NHI. And this is why it's important for people to understand that we're, we don't have a coverage gap. We have a quality of coverage gap. <laughs> And we need to deal with that. And we don't need to cover the medical scheme population with a tax increase. You you effectively can't do it uh, because uh, it, uh, from a public finance perspective, taxes are very different to co-contributions to a health system. And universal health coverage models accept that higher income groups will often be put in a part of a system where they will be contributing toward their own health care, not with tax money, but with their own money. And that's what we have. So um, we just need to get these systems to work well and make sure that the cross subsidies from higher income groups to people without adequate incomes are working and they do work. Yeah. We keep, everybody that's on a medical scheme pays a substantial amount of tax. 
they're also paying for their own health care and they don't use the public health services which they are the, the for which they make the payments so this is a this is natural this is how you design a system the cross subsidies are in place we just need to make sure that when the state receives money it spends it properly and that's what we don't have and we don't have the government getting uh, involved uh, there they have shown very limited ability to now deal with properly regulating the private health system to make sure that the groups that are contributing toward their own cover are also protected from exploitation. Professor Alex von den Heerwe, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I think it's a long and uh, worthy of another debate with um, Stephen Hurtis on the mediated conversation for sure. Alex von den Heerwe is adjunct professor at the Witz School of Governance.